Blog Talk Radio. Amount of time that you're gonna spend 
with um, whatever uh, planet cycle that you're running. And they all have different lengths of time. And all together, they, um, there's a, it's 120 years cycle. And so in any one person's life, they might experience 80 or 90 years of that 120-year cycle. So nobody um, will hit all the different doshas, but depending on where you enter into the world, where you're born, and which dasha you start out at, um, they have a, a particular order and sequence. Um, starts with the, the sun period. The sun dasha lasts for six years. And that's followed by the moon dasha that lasts for 10 years. And then there's the the Mars dasha, which goes for seven years. So each of these cycles have, has different lengths. And there's Rahu, which is the north node of the moon. North node, Rahu's dasha is 18 years. Um, that's followed by Jupiter's Dasha, which is 16 years, which then comes next to Saturn's Dasha, which is 19 years. And then Mercury Dasha period is 17 years, followed by Ketu, the south node Dasha period, that's seven years. And finally, in this particular cycle, it's uh, Venus Dasha, which is 20 years. But you could, for instance, be born in a Saturn Dasha, so the the next Dasha you would experience would be Mercury and then K2 and Venus and then the Sun. So it's, it's a wheel, it's a cycle, it's a circle. So um, they go in this order, but if you were born in Venus, then um, after your Venus uh, and you might be born with only two or three years left in the Venus cycle, and uh, then you'd be starting your sun. So we're all um, somewhere in that cycle. It's very unique to each person's chart. You have to see when they were born. And it's one of the things that um, we look into, and uh, it's a very... Uh, powerful tool when you're reading a person's astrological charts and uh, <coughs> yeah, there's a lot of information in each each period um, there's not necessarily something dramatic that happens right when <coughs> when one dasha period starts, but it's more like when you look back you think about how that was one chapter, one phase of your life was those particular years. There was just a certain flavor to it, a certain issue and quality of uh, life and state of mind and uh, everything. So that these different planetary periods, that planet will have a... <coughs> a ruling influence, a particular um, flavoring, coloring of that period in your life. And then it will also 
be very individual to the person's chart where that planet is in your chart will um, also give a lot of information about what that particular dusta period, what that particular planetary period is like. So one person might have a great sun dasha and another person could be running sun dasha and that could be a horrible time depending on where the sun was placed in their chart. So again, there's uh, a lot of uh, individual differences depending on the person's astrological chart. And that's one of the reasons that people get readings. Um, Again, for anyone who's listening that uh, wants to schedule uh, an astrology reading, uh, it lasts around an hour. It's uh, $80 for an hour reading. And you get both the, I'll cover the Western and the Vedic charts, so you get kind of both perspectives. And we'll go into detail about the Dasha periods throughout your entire life, starting from when you were born. So we'll look back and see what influences were there, what major turning points happened in your life, and then what you're running now and what's coming up in the future. <coughs> and... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, it's uh, it's a relief for people to to know. Uh, often they'll be aware of you know a certain number of years ago their life changed and it's been in this particular pattern or flow, and so we'll be able to see when that period is going to shift to the next planetary period, and uh, that can be very helpful. So uh, <clears throat> I'll just go through <clears throat> this uh, different Dasha periods, talk about them a bit in general, and um, feel free to call in if you're listening live. Uh, it's seven six zero five four two four three four five. If you have a question or comment or Anything? Um, that's the call-in number. So <clears throat> this will be very general because again, you need to look specifically at the particular person's chart. But in general, um, a sun dasha period will often be quite a dynamic uh, period of of learning and growing and asserting yourself. Um, archetypally, the sun can kind of represent the ego and uh, the strength of the character. And um, so often, one is shining in the, the sun dasha. Of course, the, in Vedic astrology, the sun is dharmic and malefic. So it's dharmic in that it guides you to the right direction in life, but it's malefic. It's uh, it's a nasty planet because look what happens if you stand out in the sun all day. You get withered and pass out. So the sun can 
kick you in the pants and get you to move on the right path. So it's not um, necessarily fun. It has uh, 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 this harsh aspect. It's very much a king kind of quality. So it can be cruel to be kind, as it were. Um, leads you in the path of righteousness, but often with a stern uh, guiding hand. And then, so after those six years, uh, say if you were born at the beginning of your sandasha, you would, uh, after six, uh, go to ten years of the moon dasha. General moon dasha period is uh emotional period. Uh, the moon waxes and wanes, and so it's a little bit more rocky, ups and downs. Um, there's often some sadness and getting in touch with one's emotional uh, nature and uh, issues. Often uh, issues come up that force one to confront some of the more difficult aspects of life and that can bring up some sorrow and get one in touch with with some of the depths of the heart. And that's followed by a seven-year Mars Dasha cycle. So in the in a Mars cycle, um, obviously it can be action-oriented phase and uh, so often that sadness might turn a little bit more towards anger and uh, you know this one uh, definition of depression that um, depression is anger turned inward so if one experienced some of that in the moon dasha period one would uh, finally push that out and express it a little bit more outwardly. So often one has a greater ability to assert oneself in the Mars Dasha period. And it's often an active and busy time. So after that, one goes uh, seven years in the Mars Dasha. One goes into Rahu, the North Node Dasha period, which lasts for a whole 18 years. It's a long time. And, uh, yeah, a lot of these Dasha periods go for a very long time. And uh, the nodes of the moon have very different significance in Vedic astrology as compared to Western astrology. The uh, nodes of the moon in Western astrology, the north node is kind of where you're moving towards in this life. The south node is where you're coming from. But in Vedic astrology, it's a totally different uh, story. The north node, Rahu, is uh, there's a Naga demon snake that uh, had his head cut off and the north node Rahu represents the head that floats without a body. It's 
So both both K2 and Rahu, uh, K2 is the south node, they're considered um, poisons, places invisible, because you can't see them like planets. The nodes of the moon are elliptic points um, in the sky, and so they're considered tricky energies. They're, they have that uh, quality of of um, textures and, and uh, being sneaky. So with with Rahu, with the, the nurse node, the symbolism of the head without a body is that it can't ground. It's restless. And it seeks. It's a hungry ghost type of energy trying to fill up and can't get satisfied. And um, in Indian culture itself, um, there's a huge emphasis on dharma and spirituality. It's a very Jupiterian-oriented society where we have uh, a much more material, uh, materialistic bent, and they have a more spiritual bent. So um, in their mentality, this Rahu is is considered worldly, which is considered bad, because um, that's considered materialistic and you're supposed to be spiritual. Um, so um, that's very much the kind of the Indian worldview, and it's um, my perspective, kind of from a, a Jungian perspective, is that Every planet represents an archetype, and every archetype has a positive and negative expression. And they all are uh, valuable teachers. They all are there for a reason. And um, just as one can't, there's a difference between a renunciate and a beggar. Um, so you have to kind of have stuff in order to give it up and become a renunciate. Um, a beggar has never had anything, and so it's a very different place. So in this Rahu period, you're meant to get immersed in the world. It's a setup. Uh, they say often one might gain and lose a fortune in uh, one's Rahu Dasha. So you're sort of meant to ride on this ego trip where you get puffed up and then come crashing down. So one has uh, the sensation that as as much as one can gain uh, in the world, it never brings satisfaction. But you're really um, in the Rahu, in the North Node period, you're meant to see the whole world as an expression of the divine that God created the whole universe so this universe is an expression of God therefore the learning that one does in this phase comes from overindulging and that's how you know your limits so this is a period where you're meant to explore your shadow side you're meant to do things that formerly you have uh, you know, by society or whatever have been told or taboo or things you shouldn't do. Um, 
so so that it no longer is um, something prescribed, but coming out of one's own true experience. And you've had so much of something that you're sick of it and you're ready to give it up. That's what's meant to happen in the Dasha period of Rahu. And um, so one should go a little wild and crazy and uh, just get enmeshed in the world and dance with the world as the world becoming your uh, divine oyster, as it were. And then, um, and it's no setup that, uh, you know, there's, there's a particular order that these are going in. So if you think of the sun as, you know, the ego strings forth, then it experiences some defeat in the moon and there's some sadness. And then that sadness turns into anger in the Mars phase. And then that Mars impels one into action. And in the Rahu, in the north node phase that follows Mars, um, the action reaches its zenith and you fully um, charge to your goal and even surpass it, but come crashing down, realizing that that's not what's really going to satisfy your soul. So again, it's no accident that that this Rahu North Node phase is followed by Jupiter, which is the more classical spiritual phase. The word for Jupiter in Sanskrit is guru. So um, following the worldly phase is the Dharmic spiritual phase, where it's a much more traditional um, (coughs) phase of... uh, gaining spiritual insight and feeling attracted to the subtle and the elevated and enjoying um, elevating knowledge and hanging out in spiritual centers and with spiritual teachers and spiritual communities and, um, and learning of all kinds. Jupiter uh, gives its blessing. It said... Uh, when one has difficult aspects in one's chart, if you have a, a good aspect to Jupiter, that Jupiter will take away the poison, uh, the painful aspect of, of the hard um, situations in one's chart, uh, situations that show up in, in one's life. So again, part of the cosmic drama and setup. Um, after the 16 years of Jupiter, uh, one goes into a Saturn phase, and Saturn and Jupiter are very much kind of opposite directions. So, after going up in the Jupiter phase, one gets grounded, and <clears throat> just as the infinity sign is a symbol of the antidromia. Um, which is a concept of when you go so far in a certain direction that eventually you'll start, that will start leading you in the opposite direction because you become so extreme in that way that you actually start cultivating its opposite tendency. And um, so Saturn is all about 
going up and expansion and I mean Jupiter is going up and expansion and so Saturn is about coming down to this cold hard earth and doing the hard work and um, all that up in the sky airy fairy stuff wants to get concretized into real dynamic uh, manifestation on this dusty earth and so Saturn comes to balance things and to give concrete materialization to the high ideals that was cultivated in the Jupiter phase and also uh, you're meant to go through some disillusionment in, in the Saturn phase and to take off the rose-colored glasses and um, to make, to digest all the stuff you learned in the Jupiter phase and um, digest it, make it real, own it, find out what really works for you throughout the stuff that is just things that you were told and were following by rote and uh, find out what's really true, sort the seed from the shaft, as it were. So the Saturn phase is followed by a long 17 years of, uh, those 19 years with the Saturn phase, and uh, then comes the Mercury phase, Mercury Dasha, 17 years. And in a Mercury phase, one is usually learning, it's a phase where the intellect is very active, and one might be teaching or writing or just uh, engaged in different uh, learning and uh, one's mental curiosity is is peaked and just the mind moves very quickly and there's a certain restless quality with the Mercury Adasha period. Um, a great desire to commune and communicate and that so um following the Mercury Dasha is a seven year Dasha of K to the South Node. And again the South Node in Vedic astrology is the body without the head. The headless horseman as it were. And um in the Indian mythology that symbolism is that you have to lose your head, you have to lose your ego to get liberated. And um, so K2 is very spiritual. It's very detached from its world. And uh, it's when it's in balance, that's a very healthy, strong, mystic uh, aspect um, experience that one has. But sometimes uh, in extreme, um, K2 can be fanatical and not very grounded and well thought out. There's a certain irrational and dogmatic aspect to the K2 thinking. And um, K2 feels like he belongs to another world. Like this world, he can see through the superficiality and temporality of this world. It's not going to last it's all illusion and dust and superficial things and it 
is connected to the soul longing for something deeper. And uh period lasts for uh seven years and and often one feels some alienation from the world and longs to go to a deeper place. Then it's uh, interesting how all these are uh, kind of paired off into polarizing opposites. After you go in one direction, you get to go in the opposite direction. So after those seven years of the mystical North Node K2 Dasha, then one goes into an embodied Venus Dasha where the the Venus is the teacher of the senses and one learns to enjoy the delights of the senses, the art and beauty and creativity and love and relationships are emphasized for 20 years. Um, of course, a lot of these long Dasha periods, the Saturn and the 19 years and Rahu, North Node, 18 years, but the longest of them all is actually Venus, so uh, that's nice that uh, there's <clears throat> the longest one isn't one of the most harsh ones. Uh, particularly in India, Saturn is considered a malefic, and um, people are scared of Saturn transits and Saturn Dasha periods and different things something that feels difficult for the ego, the the person feels like they're put upon and have to be the servant to clean up after others and do all the hard work. And so there's a, um, <clears throat> yeah, a feeling that can be there. Um, but, um, yeah, Venus can be a lovely phase and Eventually, with Venus, also one gets bored and realizes uh, that um, Venus, for Venus' sake, as it were, isn't enough, and one starts the cycle over again. Uh, one, when one's Venus Dasha period is over after 20 years, one uh, goes immediately into the Sun Dasha or the cycle starts all over again. So again, it's Sun, Moon, Mars, North Node, Rahu, Jupiter, Saturn, Mercury, South to and Venus, and then Sun again. And uh, I keep cycling like that. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, it's also called the three, it's called the Mahadasha those are the main periods in one's life. And, uh, but, you know, when you're in one of these long cycles that might last uh, 19 years Saturn, 16 for Jupiter, 17 for Mercury, uh, there are other sub-Dasha periods. You can still see what's going on within uh, that framework or just know that uh, there's a lot of <clears throat> things that uh, 
pop up, then you could start this. Uh, you could again be born and say a K two or Venus period, and uh, and so maybe you'll experience K two and Venus and Sun, and you might uh, pass away in Rahu or Jupiter, so uh, you would never experience uh, the Saturn or Mercury. So none of us experience. All uh, 120 years. We don't tend to live that long, and uh, so um, it's a valuable thing to see where you fall in in this dasha period. Uh, what um, dasha you're running? What planetary period is going on in your life? When is that going to be over? And what's the next phase that's coming? And what are the lessons that I'm meant to be learning in this phase? And how is that going to shift when I go into the next period? And, uh, yeah, it's valuable information. And again, when we're, we're assessing this within the context of looking at a person's astrological chart, we'll see... Um, you know, if you're in your sun period, we'll look to see where your sun is natally and how it's aspected, whether it's in a strong or weakened position, what are the influences on it. All these things will give us information to how that, you know, for example, sun period would be uh, running in your life and uh, what the flavor of influence would be like. So that's the Dutch period. Um, If you're listening, feel free to to call in. The caller number is seven six zero five four two four three four five. And yeah, so the sub uh, periods uh, under those. Mahadasha periods are called bhuktis. And um, so there are shorter periods of time that each of those uh, long dashas uh, are. And so you can see um, usually every year or two there'll be a, a, a sub chapter shift that. Uh, different uh, cycles within cycles and different information you can get that's uh, very similar to kind of transit type of information one gets in uh, Western astrology. So, um, again, if you want to uh, have your chart read and see where you are in this cycle of, uh, of of your dasha periods and what periods are coming up and how long this current one is going to last. All those kind of things are things we can look at. Uh, my website's astrodc.com, uh, astrodc.com or randygoldberg.org. 
And um, I do readings over the phone, on Skype, uh, in person here in D.C. area. And uh, so um, I'll be wrapping up and we'll go out with a song uh, from Inner Song, say Prabhat Sangeet, a song by Prabhat Ranjan Sarpkar, wrote over 5,000 songs, uh, Bengali, uh, Bajans, um, and this, uh, so it was written in Bengali, this is translated into English, and uh, it's called Singing Songs, um and it's available on in innersong dot com is a place where you can get some of this kind of music. Have a good evening. I'll be back next week and uh thanks for listening. Into my life you came along. Broke my slumber so long Singing songs Into my life you came along All that be touched by your song Sings along, no more being alone. Ah, singing songs into my life, you came
Amen.